with the NFL season and its stretch run, they've got a number of coaches and situations organizationally in the NFL that it's got some tough decisions to make and tough evaluations to make. We're going to go through a couple of them for you and break down their situation and kind of go through a little bit about the process of how ideally you need to go about making the right decision. You know, everybody in the media always talks about, I just fire the guy. They got to make a change. And how about this guy? And they just go for this name without any knowledge and understanding of what really works and doesn't work and why it doesn't. We're going to get into it a little bit. That's the topic on today's Landry Football Podcast, part of the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple or Spotify. Uh, You can get detailed breakdowns of everything NFL, everything college football, coaching searches, coaching evaluations, player evaluations, Valuation of games, players, teams, coaches, schemes, college and NFL level. We got you covered at LandryFootball.com. Check it out today. If you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of a holiday saving special that we've got up for you. So let's take a look at the Carolina Panthers. We know that they have an open uh, and they gave up the form for Bryce Young in the 23 draft. Uh, the process that led to that move needs to be vetted and challenged. Um, I'm not sure we'll we'll ever know who made the final decision. Kepper said Tuesday it was unanimous within the organization. Um, I can tell you it wasn't. In the end, it's always unanimous. Everyone puts on the front, it's unanimous. When I draft was involved in drafting Steve McNair, it wasn't unanimous. The head coach didn't want him. The offensive coordinator didn't want him. Um, you know, it was a scouting decision on the scouting staff. That pushed it. Um, but when we made the decision, everyone was publicly on board. Yes, that's, we're all on board. You're all on board once we make the determination this is what it's going to be. That was the case in Carolina. Wright could not overcome the challenges of a rookie quarterback who's 5'9", 180, in the world of big man football in the NFL. The pieces the team gave up to acquire Young created an instant problem. And the roster that resulted was not fair to Bryce Young. All right. It was this plan that cost Reich his job. You know, it's fine to fire the coach. He's going to make a lot of money. But was it his fault? Well, he, you know, he didn't do a good job in Indianapolis. Well, doesn't mean he didn't do a good job here. We don't know. Reich was not afraid to roll up his sleeves and try to make a difference on Sundays. But he was fighting a battle with, with very little ammunition. He fired himself as a play caller, then fired the offensive coordinator from the same job three weeks later, only to reinstall himself, which turned look, turned out to be the final game. Look, it's those type of decisions that create an air of instability and insecurity and not knowing what you're doing. All fair. But you always have to ask why. When you're going to break down something in football, if you're going to do it accurately and you're going to know what you're doing, you have to answer why. You got to ask and answer why. Why did they get to that point? We know what the result was. Why? Well, a guy wasn't very good. Why? You know, why Why wasn't he good? There's, there's a lot more layers to it. Got to peel back the onion layer by layer. Regardless who's calling the plays, 
The 4.1 yards per play that Carolina average is last in the league. The indecision of passing the play-calling baton reflected the doubt within the Panthers' own building. At the ownership level, we know from numerous accounts that Tepper likes to be involved to the point of becoming a deterrent. Um, Wright was level-headed, intentional decision-making, not going to be involved in knee-jerk reactions. So when I see the changes of who's calling the plays, that ain't coming from him. That's coming from ownership. What is the Panthers general manager, Scott Fitterer's future? Plus, four questions that David Tepper didn't answer. Look, as a GM, I always wanted input. But there's a fine line between questions being asked and being qualified to ask certain questions. It has been said that Tepper questions everything from play calling to time management, and he admits he has an opinion on just about everything related to the management of the football team. You are the boss. You have the right. But a leader who is not qualified that still infects all parts of the team's football operation can result in a lot of indecision from coaches, scouts, personnel staff, medical people, and it could paralyze you. Just surmising here. But it could even make some employees fixate and worry more about the reaction of the owner than about the process. You better be comfortable in an organization in whatever role you're given, to do your job and to do it well without worrying about the reaction. It's not to, I'm not trying to question Tepper for his ready, fire, aim approach that could have a negative effect on the big picture of the operation. When you win one out of 11 games as an NFL head coach, everything is up for debate. So I'm not sitting there telling you that Frank Wright wasn't the problem, that he didn't deserve to be fired. But if you are meddling and you are causing the decisions to be made and then you're firing him because he's doing what you told him to do, that's where the problem is. You hire a coach in a front office to do their job. If they don't do it well, then you replace them. But if you hire them and then you manipulate the decisions that they make, how can you evaluate them on their decisions? It wasn't their decision. It was yours. Don't confuse passion with intellect. You can be a very smart individual. I tell this about fans all the time that want to fire coaches in college and what have you. Owners are nothing more than fans with a lot of money. And a lot of say so. And in college, you have a lot of boosters that can get guys fired. But the problem is their intellect on football, it doesn't even come close to matching their passion. Their passion is much greater. The more he, a guy like Tepper talks publicly, the less confidence I have in him as the boss. <clears throat> so look no further than his explanation of why the team drafted Young when he inserted himself from off the stage in a post-draft press conference. Uh, with Fitter and Wright. Tepper's explanation of Young being a point guard-like distributor and how he would allow the Panthers to not spend as much money on elite targets, receivers, was dumbfounded. He also mentioned that the team had run the predictive probability reports that gave the, them the direction and confidence, that Young was a quarterback that best suits them to win multiple Super Bowls. What? 
dumb comments for sure, but to admit to them publicly, <clears throat> embarrassing. The design, the design and play calling on Sundays couldn't overcome that type of <clears throat> analysis. Buffalo, there's a lot of questions about Sean McDermott. I, I don't agree with it, but let's just evaluate it. Sean McDermott's the front runner, front and center for needing to have a plan for a six and six season. And, you know, in, in this conversation is not about just coaching moves. It's about coaches that maybe need to make moves. And I think Sean McDermott should keep his job and be able to make changes. McDermott is known for his attention to detail and his need to micromanage at every level. But right now, his only management job should be his defense, which he underperformed this season. That's where he needs to be the difference maker on Sundays. To be fair, some of the Bills' injuries are injury-related, but some have been a function of McDermott's ill-timed blitzes and less-than-ideal execution. By replacing his defensive coordinator last offseason and installing himself, he has to be directly accountable for the unit's results. His somewhat defensive responses to questions about his decision are seen as an effort to pass the buck. I'd love to see more transparency and more self-accountability and some humility. I I think you got to do that. And so while I don't think he should be fired, I think he needs to make some modifications to himself and in his staff. Forget about Allen and his propensity to make crucial mistakes for a moment. Forget about the dismissal of Ken Dorsey as offensive coordinator. At this point, it doesn't matter. It's over. Forget about the lack of reinforcements that they may have been able to add to the defense before the trade line and didn't. The point to focus on is that the defense has to play better over the last third of the season. Or questions will start to be asked about the guy who's leading the charge. Organizational skills, McDermott needs to make a difference on Sundays. The pass rush has generated four, uh, 41 sacks, but the sub-package pressures have been a real disappointment. They're ranked 14th in opponent. Passer rating, 17th and getting off the field on third down. The offense is trending in the right direction. Now we'll see if the defense can. Over in Washington, let's talk about a couple of more teams. Washington, Ron Rivera has taken the CEO approach for most of his time with the commanders. I understand the change into the culture and the effort that must be given in this area for the franchise. But what got Rivera this gig and his prior one in Carolina was his defensive acumen and his ability to devise defenses that utilize the personnel that his roster presents. I I, I get, I address this a lot. When a coach becomes a head coach, there's a different role. He's got to oversee everything. But in my view, particularly at the NFL level where you've got, or you should have football people, running things in the front office. The head coach should be focused on the things that made him good enough to get a head coaching job. So if it's defensive play calling, offensive play calling, quarterback development, defensive development, special teams, whatever, it doesn't mean he has to have the title. It doesn't mean he has to call the plays, but he has to be focused on that. I want him to do what he does best, and we'll fix the other stuff. There's some things that you're going to have to do as a head coach regardless, but you can mitigate some of that administratively. 
if your strength is management details and you're not a strong X's and all guy in offense or defense, <clears throat> but you're really good at delegating, then, then do that. Now, I'm a big believer that you're shorthanded if your head football coach is not a very strong X's and all guy because where does your staff go to bounce ideas off of if your head coach knows less about it than you do? Now, I know there's a lot of people that think they've got all the answers. But the ones that think that are not very good, not nearly as good as they think they are. The best coaches are the ones that constantly want to learn. The best teachers are the best students. And so I think sometimes guys get put in a position that's different than, than the reason they were hired. Um, you know, Rivera made a statement when he fired Jack Del Rio that he would be more involved in running the defense. Why the hell hadn't he been doing that for the last three years? That's his strength. And with the talent that they had on the defensive front, that's what needed to be done. He operated like he had a 10-year contract for the last few years. He was entitled to have the job. Um, you know, I, I think it's a problem. Um, now, Rivera signed off trading two of his best pass rushers. Draft picks mean nothing if you take a step back as a team. So um, I, I, I think those I would have not signed off with getting rid of those good players. Let the capologists and social media GMs take their shots. Most don't realize how hard it is to get good players to start with. Uh, they rank dead last in the league in opposing quarterback passer rating at 104. That's hard to do with the players that he had at his disposal. I think we all acknowledge that changes are coming in Washington, but a strong finish on defense could help Rivera salvage something for his defensive coordinator resume going forward. I've had firsthand experience working with Ron and know that he has special traits as a defensive coach. Sometimes the CEO role, CEO role takes coaches far away from their roots, and it's not a good thing. Let's look at the Jets. They're another franchise with a coach who has changed in style and substance right before our eyes. Robert Sala was known as a rah-rah guy with motivational exuberance, and he's become a stoic guy. Suffice it to say, it's not the guy the Jets thought they were getting. The leadership style in the meeting room <clears throat> comes off as contrived, inauthentic, Nothing like the blue collar, where are your emotions on your sleeve, defensive leader that existed when he was running San Francisco's defense. Now lacking in confidence to answer even the simplest of media questions about an overrated roster, an offensive scheme that has been terrible and terrible in both design and execution, not to mention unpredictable injuries. <clears throat> Salah is faced with having to make a difference in something that is not his area of expertise on offense. I actually think Salah would gain much respect and cred in the locker room if he made changes on the offensive side of the ball. I understand his previous unwillingness to change at quarterback, and we saw last week that he was only part of the problem. But, but being so stubborn and unwilling to recognize the obvious now has put everybody's job in the building in jeopardy. The offense is more than offensive, and by having no backbone to make, backbone to make changes, he allows some of his leadership ability to be questioned. It's clearly Aaron Rodgers' team, and he's leading the group. 
And without him, they've got no leader. And that's a bad sign. Doesn't mean he deserves to be fired, but that is an evaluation of what's going on in the building. The Chargers. I, look, I don't know that changes are coming for the Chargers. They're underachieving. I don't know that they're as talented as they think. I don't think Brandon Staley's a very good head coach. If they elect to move on from Brandon Staley, it's going to be um, Staley's played relatively little time four seasons in the NFL prior to his hiring. That was the problem. He got hired and he wasn't qualified for the job. You've got a front office that would be hiring its fourth head coach. Yet very few get to hire two coaches. At some point, you got to look at Tom Telesco. Ownership is very passive. They're the least wealthy ownership group in the league. Um, there's support for Staley, and there's also unwillingness to want to spend the money. Unfortunately, Staley's demeanor and lack of humility have cost him and his team a lot of goodwill. The reputation that he needs to make sure everyone knows he's the smartest guy in the room is hard to come, hard to overcome. When you couple that with the fact that the Chargers defense, the side of the ball that got him his job to start with, is ranked last in yards allowed per rush and 30th in yards per rush, breeds more skepticism. Talk is cheap in the NFL, and coaches have to act and deliver on their words or eventually lose credibility. We have six weeks to see if Staley can overcome this. Trust me, there's more support internally than externally. But the bottom line is he's done a poor job. The bottom line is he was not qualified to get the job to begin with. He didn't have enough experience. And that has led to the issues. And I think the biggest issue is not whether they should hire a new coach, because that answer is yes. But who's going to do the hiring? And do you trust Someone that has consistently hired the wrong guys. And look, I can't say 100% who pulled the trigger on these hires. But that needs to be examined. Who has made those decisions? Because they have worked poorly. So before you go off firing a guy that should be fired, make sure you have a good plan of evaluating why you failed in that regard before so that when you fire him and hire the next guy, you do it a lot better than you've done it recently. Uh, that's a look at some of the coaching issues around the league and evaluations. Make sure that you uh, check out the latest breakdowns and analysis in the NFL and college football over at LandryFootball.com. Give the gift of football to yourself or to a loved one in your life at LandryFootball.com by taking advantage of the holiday savings special that we've got going on. A reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So long, everybody. Have a great one.